You are now tuned in to another edition of From the Great Beyond. We're, we're joined uh, remotely by some great degenerates. By the way, I'm Tolo. If you guys don't know, well, now you know. Staring directly at my camera, <laughs> I got Mikey Milk is wearing that blue, beautiful flannel. What's up, Mikey? Ready to roll, boys. We got some good stories for today. Need to hear Neff's input. I like this. The, the I like how the Facebook Messenger works. It, it it works really great. It's not buggy, so it's, I think it's up there with the Skype. It's just not many people have Skype as they have fucking this Messenger shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I know how to, and I know how to use this thing. I don't, I don't really. I hardly ever use Skype. So shout out to uh, we on the other line we got a uh, Franco and Psych joining us from Psych Neflum's Dungeon. <laughs> What's up, boys? What up? Yo. How you guys doing? Uh, good, good to see you. We're good right here. Good good we're here in the uh, in the garage, you know what I'm saying, smoking some Frontos. It is 11 a.m. Arizona time. 11.14, according to my computer, to be exact. We're also on Instagram Live, Cannabis Cactus. You could also go to CannabisCactus.com, click the live feed. You, you push play. It'll take you directly to our Mixler player, and you get some live content, you know what I'm saying? What's up, Franco? I like that hat, dude. Is it the same one from yesterday? Yeah, I had to get uh, put the locks away, you know? Something to contain the mane. Yeah, he has like, <laughs> he has his dope, uh, what is that, like an Rastafarian hat, or what do you call that? Yeah, it's like a jam hat. Yeah, I ordered it online, and it was, um, it, I thought it was a smaller one, but so, eh, this one's working. Oh yeah, that's testing the only, it out. That's the only we're talking about. How huh? you're like you didn't want to wear it because it was you thought it was too big. Victor, uh, turn your live <laughs> turn your uh, live volume down. My live volume down. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. I've gotten word that you're echoing. All right, hold on. Let me grab us. Uh, uh, joining me on the other side, we got the Blood Master General himself. You already know, Prodi Milkis in the building, just smoking some little doobie right now. Some infused. Raise smoothie. it up again. Raise it up again. Let me see that. Nice. I'm about to smoke these these uh stanks, these stankles. Damn. Damn be fast. You look fire, dude. <laughs> Yo, I was trying to save this, but I just pulled up Reddit and the, the top thing that's trending is Bob Dylan has released a song about the Kennedy assassination and it's seventeen minutes long. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So that's gonna be crazy, right? Should be pretty you want something to do today? Everybody go listen to Bob Dylan's new song. It's about the Kennedy assassination. 17 minutes long, probably has some some hot info in there. I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, I, I want to hear that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, we need to do have Neff do a breakdown line by line on those bars. Is, there a, is it an unreleased or a brand new track? All right, so <clears> what's <throat> going on? I missed everything. Well, I just opened up Reddit to have some, you know, some theories Ooh. going here. Hell yeah. How's the sound coming out of uh, Instagram Live? Are we still echoing? Any feedback, please, will help. Okay, right. I think we're good. All right, so I just went to Walmart, bro, to get a, my, a headphone splitter. I could not find my headphone splitter from Wednesday. So I drove down there real quick. Dude, everybody has masks and gloves on, bro. It looks like a fucking outbreak movie. <laughs> like Dustin walking into the parking lot. Even Paisas, bro. I saw two Paisas fucking 
bagging up with their fucking gloves on. I was like, damn, since when does a yeah. person care about that shit? You know what I'm saying? That's when it gets serious. That's when it gets serious. Bicep's Whenever. That's why I mean they be jumping into fucking septic tanks and all kinds of shit, but you give them washing little, your hands like you scare them with a the little yeah. you scare them with some corona, bro. Motherfuckers are gonna wear hazmat suits <laughs> for everything. If they're scared of corona, everybody's scared of corona. Yeah. It's crazy real. though, huh? Like um the homie, not the homie, <laughs> the rapper Scarface. It feels, it feels like a homie though, you know what I'm saying? Been listening to uh, motherfuckers your whole life and shit. It almost feels like you know them. But that motherfucker got the corona, dude. He almost died, bro. Like, le- like legit, almost died. Fucking, That's crazy. His lungs got filled with water. Fucking, his kidneys shut down. And they lost his test, bro. So he tested for the corona like two, three weeks ago, and they lost his test. So he called, like, "What the fuck's going on?" They're like, "Oh, we can't find your test anywhere." So he went back in to get retested, and it came back positive, dude. But he had been in and out of ER hospitals. Staying in the ICU, all that shit, bro. And he's finally at home, but they have him quarantined, so he can't come out. He can't say what's up to his family, nothing. And that dude Willie D, which is another ghetto boy, was doing the interview. He's like, "That that must not be hard for you. You got a big ass house anyway." <laughs> Scarface is like, it's, "It's not that big, bigger than our house, probably." And he delivered too. You know what I mean? I'd probably have to lock myself down in my dad's backyard, dude, in the little smoke room, sleep with the dogs and shit. With zero. Yeah. Would you smoke? Would you smoke with Corona? Do you smoke when you're sick? Uh, sometimes I don't, bro. When I'm really sick, I don't even feel like smoking. Like I just want to fucking sleep, dog. Yeah. And then, like, if your lungs already hurting and shit, you're like, fuck. I feel the same way. When you're like regular sick, like you got a cold. Um, I keep smoking, but if you had something like Corona where you seriously have 101 or 102 fever, I bet. Yeah, you already feel high enough from the fever. You're already You're hallucinating and shit. Yeah. That's hey, that's when you Rick, Rick Simpson it. Yeah. No, okay, that I like. Yeah, you would. But I mean, usually you're not eating or ingesting much, but I agree. Yeah, because Rick Simpson, what do you need? A fucking uh, right, a, a, a grain, a grain, grain of, of rice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say grain of salt, grain of rice. <laughs> hey, you no, guys, that would be like fentanyl, right? Yeah. Hey, you guys have some nice backgrounds in your things. I need to uh, step my background game up. Well, it looks good though. The garage looks nice. Looks clean. Bunk, bunkered, too. bunkered up style. You know what I'm saying? It looks yeah. like it looks like Neff and uh, and Frank are on some kind of like smoke smoke sash. You know where they do those underground smoke sashes. Mm-hmm. Oh, check out my masks. There's uh, two of the um, member from the conspiracy theories. There's two of the guy Fox masks right there. Okay, anons. I yeah, see. anonymous. Oh, when yeah. this first when and when I quarantine first started, um, Easy J sent me like a three hour documentary with a lot of that anon, that Q anon stuff in it. Yeah. Parts of it were like some people were saying it's bullshit and like that's part of the new world order, and other people were saying like it's just a distraction, like everything else. So there were some interesting theories about that mask and and stuff, saying that that was a symbol that the CIA came up with and stuff like that. Yeah. And if you go deeper into it, even the guys who wrote it from DC, uh, the comic book, uh, you know, the people that produced it from comic book form. The creators were uh, supposedly involved in some uh, in some uh, like uh, 
I think the writer of that one is the same guy who made up. Uh, man, let me check. Let me just fact check it real quick because I'm guessing. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not sure what to search, but I thought you were going to say pedophile ring. Oh, I got one, dude. Yeah. Remember you said uh, I had to uh, I had to fact check one of Sykes' things, bro. When you said RBX was white, RBX is black, dude. Who said R? Oh, I did say RBX. Yeah, was dude. I was like, is he? <laughs> that fool. <laughs> I had to double check myself too. He's old. Hey, you know he's old death row artist. Were you thinking never last? No, I was thinking of. Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name now, but. There was a couple things I wanted to. Uh, we were talking about the Corys the last time I was on, and uh, I was gonna tell the audience just a little bit more specifically that when I was speaking on the two, mostly when I was speaking on those two Corys. So you're talking uh, about the, uh, the the Corey Feldman documentary, right? That and Corey really... Haim, yeah, the two Corys, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim. Yeah, go. Uh, little, I just get, go a little bit more to depth with it, bro, because uh, I haven't watched it yet. Watch? I haven't watched it yet. All right. Well, Franco watched it, so we can talk about it now. And and now somebody else has watched it, and and uh, you know let let him speak on it and stuff. But uh, let me find that guy real quick, the DC writer. Um, How about uh, I thought it was... Morbius? Have you guys seen the previous to Morbius with the uh, yeah Jay Leto or what's his name? J uh, Jared Jared Leto. Jared Leto. What do you guys oh, think yeah. about it? Did you do do you have good feeling? I have a bad feeling about that movie. It looks too convoluted on the trailer. Like there's too much going on, bro. Uh it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a good twist on uh like a horror flick version of it. And I'm I'm excited about it because it's gonna bring in other like uh characters like Blade again, because you know they, they re they're redoing Blade. Without uh, the sniper, it, huh? Say it again. Without the sniper. Sniper. Without Wesley? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, so it is the same guy. So um, this guy who wrote V for Vendetta for DC Comics, his name was Alan Moore. And he's the same guy who wrote, uh, and, and DC actually stole, uh, it was called um, The Watchmen. Oh, that, that's a dope movie, and I heard the TV. So check it out. He's the creator of it, and they jacked him basically for the whole, like, um, like what they told him is, hey, look, we'll do this one-off thing, and then you'll retain all the rights to it after that. But what they did is, uh, they continued doing things which never allowed them to get the rights back to it. So they did them real dirty, dude. They were like basically like saying, hey, we'll do a one-off, and then you'll retain all the rights, and then. In the contract, it said, like, once we're done with the one-off, then the contract will end. But uh, once they continued on doing the comics after that, it continued that. Like, they never could break that contract after that. So he lost the rights to his own. There's probably uh, some fine print in there. Like, if we make a comic with our name on it, it's yeah. ours, motherfucker. Yeah, like, they, like, they retained the rights. And once they, they said they would let the rights go, and then he would get them back. And that, they never did. Those are power. That's what we call power moves, bro. Mm -hmm. And a lot of big people do that to little people, bro. Crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like DC, DC's got more money than who knows who. Probably not more than Marvel, though. Oh, man. Yeah, you know what? So the guy, Alan Moore, he wrote those two books and, and 
conspiracy theorists believe that he's part of like the you know like uh the secret societies and stuff like that so they were like mikey was saying that book was written with the actual intent for for it to be played out and then like it formed into our society and stuff oh get it how much is that balling bro that's bread right there that's enough that's i need eight more dollars to get the khabib fight <laughs> oh man what do you want to do sell some shirts how we doing it saturday player it is, but nobody's, so the, nobody's yard selling. Undisclosed, undisclosed, right? Undisclosed. Uh, yeah, they still don't know where. They know why. Still don't know where it's gonna happen. He he says he has five locations. He's, he's, he's either bullshitting or he keeps getting shut down. But he's yeah, because he said he had the place for sure, though, right? Yep. So so um, Mike Tyson's doing the show just like we're doing now with the Skype and all that bullshit, and, he, <laughs> and he's calling it uh, safe distance. It's part of it. It's part of his hot boxing with Mike series, mm-hmm. and he had Dana White on yesterday, and yeah, Dana White's adamant that he's gonna have that fight, bro, no matter what. And he's he Even wants to, but he wants to build him. he wants to build a fight card around it. He said he wants to make it the best fight card the UFC has ever done. What's your date? Um, April eighteenth. That'll be UFC two forty nine. It was scheduled to be uh, Khabib Normogomedov versus Tony El Cucuy Ferguson. Did you see the meme where they're old now? <laughs> dude, I was intimidated, dude, to walk up to that fool. Remember when we were in Chicago? Yeah. That's like the only fight I didn't walk up to was Ferguson. I was like, yeah, this, but this wasn't it crazy? Slap, that fool might slap me. They don't sit like we sit with smiles on our faces, our normal demeanor. They sit real serious. But after you walked up to one, you knew they weren't like that, right? Eddie Bravo was super cool, though. Like, when I said what's up, I had to say <laughs> oh, what's up to that I got to get a picture with this fool. I'm not, I got to say something. But I fan, remember when he was in the lobby, I fangirled. I had to walk up to him, like, shake his hand. I was like, dude, I'm a big fan. I love your conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> Only time I've ever seen you do that. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I say, love you. With this fool. Yeah. I don't know what the other guy he was with, but he looked kind of familiar, but I don't know. I told Mikey to stand behind me in case I pass out, so he could, <laughs> so he could catch me. You know what I mean? No, I was cute though. Dude, it was dope, bro. Like if you're if you're a real UFC fan and you just see all these fighters, bro, that you've watched, you know, you know what I mean, for years. Oh, thank you. Look at what Victoria brought us—a little banana, nice. banana cake Damn. muffins, homemade banana cake muffins, dude. Dang. Let me take a bite. Fresh out the oven. Let's see what it's like. Mmm. Mm. Oh, this is fire, dude. Mm. Mm. Damn. Oh, man, the molasses. I could taste the molasses in there. Banging. <laughs> mm. Oh, look, they're behind us. Wave hi, Victoria. Yeah. Hi, Victoria. Nice. That's hey, nice dish. That's mm. the beauty of quarantine, you know what I mean? You get uh, catered services. So, yeah. oh, what we were saying about uh, Bob Dylan was he released – this could mean nothing. This could just be quarantine boredom, or I don't know. But a 17-minute song about JFK being an inside job. It's 17 minutes long, if I didn't say that. I've never heard it. What does he uh, speak about? It just came out. It just came out? So it, it actually just dropped. Yeah, it's a new song. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm on that. Why are you talking about a song from the 70s, dog? Didn't he die? Bob Dylan releases his first song in eight years. Oh, it's he's, a still, he's still alive? still kicking so when i saw he was trending i was worried that he died that's why like why else would bob dylan be trending right? i thought that about to die along oh i'm thinking of james dean for some reason 
I think he's 90 plus. I could be wrong. That don't quote that. He's got to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in his like 70s. Bob, so, Bob, hey, Bob Bailon. Hey, either way, he dropped a 15 minute bomb like Funk Flex. 15 minutes, so yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's worthy of deciphering. So, uh-huh. what do you, if if people acted this way with the coronavirus, how do you think it would act if if the government actually came out and told us there is UFOs, there is aliens? You know what I mean? But they're no threat. We've known this for whatever a hundred plus years. Uh-huh. You know they haven't came back or they passed by or whatever. You think people would freak out even more and go buy all the, like the foil and shit? Or what about what if the government tells them what's inside you, the coronavirus, is an alien? Aliens living inside you. That I think I think a lot of people would live like it's their last day and just go into just whatever binging everything that that would feel good to them if they were that afraid. I think people would loot because the reason they're not looting right now is because it's a virus. You know what I mean? But right. if it was aliens, motherfuckers will go loot every store, dog. Oh, yeah. Like Independence Day, they didn't show enough of that. I'll go to Best Buy yeah. finally get my subwoofers homes for my carrucha, homie. You got yeah, hey, you know what? Like smalls. Terminator 1 when that fool gets that fucking trench coat and he laces up those uh, Nike fucking forces with that shoddy. Yup. Exactly, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, do they, still sell, hey. do they still sell CDs at uh, Best Buy? I think so. I think yeah, so. I think small. so. What's up, Franco? Like, what, like, what were you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was it, the whole alien, what people would think, you have to start to think about how people would start questioning their religion and God. And then then my mind starts to go and actually start thinking about that's why like evangelicals are kind of like against like science and that, that type of shit. But I'm just saying it, we start to go down a, a rabbit hole right there, you know? Yeah. But, um, sorry, I got egg in my beard. Um, <laughs> my bad, I had a full uh, mouthful of muffin. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, it got quiet. Is that my fault? Because we're always talking. No, but I think um, that I, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion except that I realize now how much we don't know, I guess. Oh, like, yeah. if the wind blows the other direction. People are going to stock up on toilet paper, whatever, the way we see that now. Okay, boys. All right. Okay. You know Coming in with the fresh THC-infused pineapple. Yeah, you Ooh, know what I like time that. it is. What? Look, here's the bat that started the corona right here. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. The CDC don't even have that, dude. We yeah. fucking cracked it down. We need some big bucks for this. So I watched a small video on online somewhere youtube probably about how bats carry these coronaviruses and why it doesn't affect them so bats are on, the only mammals that could fly so i guess when mm-hmm. they're i guess when they're flying bro their their body temperature gets so high it gets to like 101 one or two and it just like creates like these um antibodies bro A- antibodies that makes the fucking like all these diseases be non-effective on them so like their bodies just got used to killing this shit off, you know, without it affecting. They're them. in like a constant state of fever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You guys ready for this? Ready? Ooh, what I don't know. It? A mangaloid or something? You better better pucker up. A mongoloid? No. 
that's my what favorite up? word, by the way. Yeah, that is an awesome word, man. Like, hey, in Spanish, it sounds even meaner. Mongolo. Mongolo. Pinche Mongolo. Hey, I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna be able to talk seriously. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to say it seriously if you guys say if you guys say mongoloid again. I will not be able. To. Sorry, sorry. Let's uh, no, all right. No disrespect to my mongoloids out there. All right. What was it? A malmute? Is it a malmute? A malmute. Topanga something. Topanga. Topanga. Um. So. Oh, shout it's out Topanga. A she got two Topangas. A the, a, the thing that they said caused the coronavirus was no longer a bat. It was a penguin and something else. like pan, It was like a pangania or something like that. Pangania? Yeah, it was like a it was like a pangania, some shit like that. That was uh, the What word are you saying? Is that an animal? Yeah, it's like, watch, hold on. Man, damn, Chuck just talking, told me. Are you talking about pangaea? P-A-N-G, start with that. P A N G. Watch, hold on. I'm gonna look it up real quick. It's a mammal. Oh, this looks like we're in a cartoon and like your mom's in the background or something, Psych. Like when the kids. <laughs> you're, you're gonna see her legs when she walks by. It's like Mama Tigger from the basement. Remember that Rap City? Mama Harry. Remember Rap City, Mama Tigger. That trip, yeah. Mama Tigger. That was fun. You never see his mom, but she'd always like bring him food and shit. Hey, it's called a pangolin. Pangolin. Mm. Well, how's it look? Do you have it pulled up okay, on your phone? You. Oh, well. oh, it looks like an armadillo. Okay. That, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Hey, but one good thing, China finally outlawed the sale of wild animals. Nice. So they, hey, um, at, nice. at least yeah. it can be. It's got to be underground now. It can't be in those fucking big markets anymore yeah hey uh that was uh one of neff's finds going out right there too oh nice. yeah <laughs> how, much, how much you get for well, it um, you, you, we sold the pangolin one more uh we sold the pangolin uh from that we got from the market <laughs> <laughs> for uh um, <laughs> two two hundred bucks that's it pangolin Hey, you've killed a live animal before? All right. No, nah, no, no, never. Okay, hey. I got excited. I was like, yeah, like, no, like, never. Like ten years, like Tiger King over here. Like ten years ago, allegedly, my my cousin took me to this fool to go get some bud. Allegedly, and um, that fool had a fucking alligator in his backyard. He was trying to sell. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it was like a. It wasn't like a huge one. It was probably, you know what I mean, like a good four footer. But they're all like, you want to go see it? Like, he's I just feed him live. I just feed him chickens, like, from the store. He'll go buy, like, a whole chicken and throw it back there, and that motherfucker would just eat it. But I was like, fuck no, bro. I ain't going to go back there. Like, I'm not even going to risk being near a fucking alligator. I don't give a fuck how safe you say it is. If Joe Exotic says don't do it, don't fucking do it. Do you think the park is still open? So The, um, the Joe Exotic Park? Yeah. And the new one that they're opening in Thackerville. So keep in mind, so from my parents' house to drive where I would play poker, it's a 45-minute drive from my mom's house. So we're talking about the southern border of Oklahoma, North Texas. So right now we're talking about Tiger King, the docu-series on Netflix. It's about Tiger Woods in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen them uh, Have you seen them fucking make yeah, Tiger Woods face? Yeah, I saw – that was hilarious. The meme. 
the meme it has Tiger Woods face with the with that mullet, the Tiger King's mullet, Joe Exotic. Oh, dude, like, uh, mustache, handlebar mustache. Yeah, like the Trump one's dope as fuck too. The Trump one cracked me up because yeah. I, I like who even thought of this shit. I want to see some more, <laughs> some more Tiger King. Yeah. So Joe Exotic fucking filed a lawsuit yesterday against the state for uh, for them doing a, what do you call it mistrial or whatever. So, he, oh, okay. he, so he's appealing because there's like no there's no evidence, bro, of him, of him making that money transaction with these felons. You know what I mean? It's like these fools got more to gain from from lying than this other vato. You know what I'm saying? The fucking exotic Joe. Was it Joe Exotic or Exotic Joe? But yeah, so he filed a lawsuit <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, and then he wrote a letter to Donald Trump to, to uh, pardon him. So he wants no way. <laughs> he wants a presidential fucking pardon, dude. I well, think... I feel like um there was definitely some truth to it that he hated that woman, but I don't think anyone would expect to kill anybody for three thousand dollars, you know? Nah, dude. I mean the going rate is, but it's not three thousand dollars, you know. <laughs> but then again, these uh, also... men. people yep. are dying for a twelve hundred dollar check. That's yep. true. Well, that's—I don't mean out in the public. I'm talking about, prof- like, a allegedly hit. hired professional hitman, like whatever that is. Don't you think Joe Exotic would have laid like ten or twenty or thirty on him to get the job At done? At least, right? right? A hot ten? Yeah. If, he's, if, he's, yeah, if his yeah, name is hot, you know. Hey, so who do you think blew hey, up that building? At least ten and a tiger. Yeah. Right. Baby oh, yeah, tiger. I didn't want to talk. Who's Joe Exotic? What are you guys talking about? New oh. documentary. So there's a docu series on uh, Netflix and Plex. It's called. He's the one that owns a, owns a, like a ranch or whatever. A zoo, like a mm-hmm. like a homemade zoo with number. They know a little bit about it, but yeah. Yeah, so that that's uh, if you haven't watched it, bro, watch that shit. That's just crazy. He turns. I'm off. asking this. Ask for like a, if anybody hasn't seen it, you know, or don't know what they're what it is. Yeah, it's called the the yeah, Tiger it's King. It's pretty easy to not do spoilers and still look at the memes on Facebook. Like you can even know the name Carol Baskin and it's not spoiling anything. Really? All the characters are in the whole thing. You know what I mean? Pretty much all this seven episodes, but it just gets wilder as it goes, and you get to just hear all their crazy <laughs> things that they've attempted against one another. Yeah, like I haven't seen it yet, but I seen that fool's face. So now that I I seen them on all over the internet, <laughs> bro, you, bro, you gotta watch. Now you gotta watch. You know, it. I like the the meme that was. I'm gonna tell my kids this is Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> I like the one where it has uh, that photo shoot with his two boyfriends when they're wearing the pink. Uh, the pink top with the cowboy hat. That's the one I saw. And it says, "I'm gonna tell yeah. my kids these were the Dallas Cowboys." <laughs> I did see that one, but I didn't want to bring that one up. But yeah, dude, um, great documentary to watch for sure. I've been watching mo- a lot of movies too. I, I watched the uh, Kingpin, dude. I had never watched Kingpin. With, oh, I think Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson and uh, what's that other vato? Bill Murray. Great, yeah. Great fucking oh, flick, bro. Yeah, I was up till like three in the morning watching that last week. That's fun to see for the first time. That's good that I need some of those that I haven't seen for the first time. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was on Netflix, so they're running that bad boy in 4K. I'm, I trip out, dude, when I watch these old movies with the new gra- with like on 4K. I'm like, how do they do it? Like, how are these movies filmed that they could convert them into? Magic. Yeah, dude, because you can watch an old-ass movie, and it looks fucking great, dude. Crispy. 
And if you watch if you watch the original, it'll look like shit. Like if you throw on a VHS or something. Yeah, so they uh what do they call that? They uh they up something the uh, well whatever it doesn't matter i can't explain it but i know what you mean it's not a true 1080 it's not a true hd but they well if you if you were to get like um if you were to show it how it was originally supposed to be shown so like let's say a uh, wizard of oz but if you show it like on a reel like how they oh, the aspect ratio it'd be a different shape right yeah dude it'll be christmas how um who did that uh quinn tarantino did that with hateful 8 It'd be like, that, right? well, it was like a true, it I, was a true, um, fuck, what was it called? I think that fool still films in nothing but uh, with film. I think he yeah. still does all his shit with film. He doesn't do it digital. Yeah. Oh, so there's been a resurgence in film. One thing I remember from recording music back in 2000 was analog, analog film became so expensive and everything was supposed to become digital. Well, now 20 years later, they figured out everybody likes vinyl, everybody likes that crisp analog sound, and now there's like, I think there was only four factories ever in the world that made analog tape, right now? And I, I heard that it's actually, I think Tarantino was on Howard Stern or something, talking about a few years ago how expensive it, it is. But the movie yeah. industry, so when that budget, he spends an enormous amount of his budget on those reels. On those reels, like bro. insane. Because he wants to keep it OG. And here's but he single-handedly kept the kept the industry going through this hard time when music went digital, and they would have shut down that last factory. These few directors that continued making movies like that basically kept the factory open until now music people order from them again and have started, you know, till they were able to replenish the supply too, I guess. Yeah. But it's a pretty cool story on the history, the revenge of analog, basically. I was gonna say, there's nothing but records behind us too. That's like proof, uh, proof in the pudding right there. How yes. you value it and treasure it. So society didn't let that die. Like it tried really hard to die because CDs are yeah. so cost effective, but they sound like shit. You know. I think yeah. Target has yeah, more. 70, I think Target. What up? He shoots on seventy millimeter. Yeah, seventy millimeter. Seventy millimeter. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, I was going to say about Target, they have more records for sale than they do CDs. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go, yeah. to, if you go to the aisle where they sell the movies and all that shit, you'll find more fucking records for sale than they than they have CDs now. They quarantine the CDs. It's crazy. <laughs> the things that last like that are crazy. Like, cassettes are out, 8-tracks are out, mini discs never took off, but records Make are the ones... Yeah. Hey, but no bullshit, dude. I've been bumping a lot of uh, CDs lately from the Neff collection, and you hear fucking more sounds, bro, coming out of the uh, out of the beats and shit, and then like ad libs. You just hear more of it. it. Just sounds more real instead of instead of it all being in one track, I guess. Mm -hmm. You could you could just hear the multi tracks being used efficiently, bro. That makes sense. No uh, auto. The theme. surround sound of it yeah where they're dropping things in different places and you hear it more separated even though it's super compressed it's still way cleaner right exactly because like, now like they compress the files for you to listen on spotify so small to so you're right. using all this bandwidth where like the untrained ear or where you don't have something to compare it to like when you're like when you when you go to the store if they have a TV by itself, it's going to look amazing, right? But if they have all these other TVs around it, you're going to see, damn, this one looks shitty. You're going to start noticing the differences. And I think that's, that's right. the same for music. Like if you listen to Spotify, 
and then you put on the same song on let's say a record or or a tape or a cd you're gonna hear the difference of quality i think bro you're gonna hear mm -hmm. it more how it was meant to be heard at least with older music i don't know i think new music's just straight up digital now yeah i guess it depends how they record it so from the recording studio when they set up their amps and their microphones <laughs> they decide whether they're going to go into a soundboard or they're going to with preamps or they're going to go into a reel-to-reel -reel machine so that would make that happen from the beginning like a warren, yeah. warren g um during quarantine you could just he's just been going through his garage and shit bro pulling out like dope shit dude he pulled out his original mixer that he used for this dj then he pulled out this big like it looked like a vhs tape but it was just the the the, the master recording of one of his songs bro that's how he used to get his master recording on like this big huge fucking vhs looking tape and then he also pulled out the original gun yeah. uh what's it called young guns or what's that movie called young buns young guns, young right? guns is a young, buns. young guns so he pulled out the original young guns vhs where he sampled for <laughs> regulators bro so i think that I, I i like that type of shit bro where he's just like All right that's pretty tight yeah that's pretty tight so that's the original that's tape sick. i sampled the fucking young guns fucking for regulators right here yeah, that's right. so it's it's pretty dope bro i almost said city slickers <laughs> <laughs> billy crystal they got hey, uh, they got tremors online now yeah uh tremors online Not i was plex. gonna say plex just came through like like a soldier during this time right now dude bro they just uploaded every single jackie chan movie Ooh, crazy sick. huh Every even like his old school Japanese shit or Chinese. What hey, well, um, <laughs> hey, that space milk is crazy that you're drinking, dude. That space milk. That shit got me. That's space milk. Wow. It is space milk. It is, dude. That's what we're gonna call it. Ooh, dude, that's a good that's drink. The best yeah. go, go sell these at dispensaries, bro. Get a license. Sit out there outside of move, slanging fucking smoothies. Space milk. Well, I have a I have a thread here that I saved a while back, and it's like what conspiracy theories are too obvious to ignore, and it's got thousands and thousands of comments. But the top one seems like it's nothing at all. But Prody might know about this, but it's about Markeith Morris playing for his brother. You know the Morris twins in the NBA? Yeah. So we heard that a lot too here. Yeah. So they used to play in Phoenix for a while. Yeah, we heard. Okay, so you yeah. know this one then. Yeah, we heard that. They thing. have identical like, tattoos and everything, right? Yeah, they said they used to um, a couple times. They switched their uniforms. Um, they played for each other. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they yeah, played... one notable time was in the playoffs when, at the end of game one, he sprained his ankle and didn't look like he'd be back for game two. <laughs> and then game two, all of a sudden, he takes the floor like nothing ever happened and crushes it. Yeah. Sure. So it's the same thing with. The, so with those guys, it's the same thing with the two TVs. They gotta be standing next to each other to notice the subtle differences. But okay, if, you see, gotcha. if, you, if you see them separately, they look exactly the same. You know what I mean? But so it you, was smart of them to get the same tattoos. They've been way ahead of us since they were little kids, probably. Oh, yeah. So they got the same exact matching tattoos, bro. It's just crazy. And they're you know what's, you know what's crazy? They're not a uh, they're not identical twins. They're the other ones. What do you call them? Fraternal. Oh, that's right. They're fraternal they're, twins. That's right. Yes, but it's crazy how. <laughs> but they <laughs> look exactly right. Yeah, no, they did not come out of the same womb. Or, I'm sorry, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two surrogate mothers. 
No, but that's right. I read that. They're not even identical twins. That's they, what tripped me out. So they're born at different times. They just grew up looking exactly the same. Only one's a boy. <laughs> so it's Marcus and Markeith, right? Yeah. Mar uh, Markeith Morris and Marcus Morris, yeah. right? Yeah. Mar so I thought it was funny that that was number one on the list of uh, most notable, yeah, like obvious conspiracies. Like, yes, this is true. King Jay got to meet those fools at the when he used to work at Walmart. So he used to be the overnight uh, stock guy, and Walmart used to be open 24 hours. And he used to work. <laughs> yeah. And he used to work at the. He used to work at the one over near Scottsdale, like 44th Street or something. Thomas. 44th Street and Thomas, but like at nights, that's like when he see like these NBA players come in, Shaq, all these fools. Would he said he went to Shaq? That's right by my house, huh? Yeah. So he said one day he was there, and this lady, these these kids wanted bikes, and the lady's like, "No, like I don't." You know how kids get; they start crying and shit. Especially undisciplined kids. Yeah, so, two in the morning. Who wants a bicycle at two in the morning at I, Walmart? I don't think it was yeah, two in the morning. You, I don't. You can I, shop in peace too. No, but I think it was more like it was like 10 p.m. ish, you know. And mm -hmm. Shaq ended up fucking buying all this shit for the kids, bro. And the lady just started crying. Jamal said and shit, but like Shaq fucking split, you know, spend so, a, spend a G right there for those kids. So I think that's pretty Shaq, cool. uh, he did something like that in Dallas once, and he came to our costume shop. Uh, Shaq and Del Harris. Del Harris was the assistant coach for the Mavericks at the time. Did he buy a Phil so Jackson? Bought... A Phil Jackson costume? <clears throat> no, they bought clown noses. And I don't remember what the joke was or what the deal was, but he came in and asked, do you have the noses you stick on your face? And I was like, yep, took them right to him. I was like, do you want red or black? He got some red ones. And then that night at the game, they put the noses on. And I don't remember who they were making fun of. Maybe it was Phil Jackson and the Lakers um, because if Shaq was in town, then the Lakers were in town. So, um, fuck, it, might, it was something with Phil Jackson. But anyway, for some reason, him and Del Harris came in, bought the noses, and then wore them on TV. And I don't remember if it was something with, to do with the children's hospital or what Shaq was doing. Damn, Del Harris, that's an old ass. That motherfucker was <laughs> their coach before Phil Jackson. Yeah. Oh, he. That's why they would be friends. Cause I'm still questioning if I'm remembering that correctly. Why would the coach of the Mavericks be with Shaq? So he used to be. You a, know what I mean? He used to be the Lakers coach. Okay. Now that makes sense. Okay. Cool. And then. So, so just two of them came alone, and I was all like, you know, my stepdad was like, "Do you know who that is? That's Del Harris telling me like that's the assistant coach of the Mavericks." And then um, Shaq walks in. I'm like, I know who that is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> under the door. And uh, I'd have to look it up why they did that because it made the news. Like they were making some kind of statement. But did you get to talk to Shaq, Mikey? Yeah, absolutely. Like he he came. They just paid for the stuff and left. But he said like cool store. You know, I think I juggled for him. You didn't do a trick. You didn't do a trick. You know, did a magic trick or something. Juggled his balls. I was trying like. <laughs> I would have went like that. <laughs> <laughs> The finger, the thumb trick. Oh shit! Look at Franco. I, I, I would have took his nose. Look. Dang, nose. That was, how'd you do that? Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know how to do it. I was. I was just doing like this. Oh, there you go. There you go. The octopus. Yeah, me. Yeah. I hear a car alarm. Is that you, Brody? You guys hear that car alarm going off? Hey, he's getting space jacked right now. He's getting space jacked. Oh shit, Person X brought his goons. Yeah. Is it that picture? Is it Brody? Oh, there it is. Yeah. So, well, so they bought that nose it. off of you guys? Yeah. 
So he must have still. That's, that's, I know, that's Mikey. Mikey. That's Mikey's product. So yeah, Shaq, Shaq came in and bought those personally, and and we were like so proud. We didn't know they were gonna be on the news, but I was like telling everybody at school like, oh shit, because they whatever they did at the game. Maybe it was for Don Nelson. I don't know why Don Nelson's wearing the nose. I can't remember. Well, he was the head coach, right? Uh, it said frustrated by math strategy. Oh, because they, huh? they used to do the hacker shit, uh, right? It said, uh, yeah. So, oh, okay. So he's calling them clowns. <clears throat> like they, I think he did it, like, yeah. Calling and them clowns he, for like, doing they the hacker shit. Because they Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You said uh, Don Nelson was the head coach, right? And Dale Harris was the yeah, assistant coach? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Dale Harris okay, was, that makes, was once the yeah, head coach they were, of the they Lakers. Man, remember, remember uh, when times were much simpler when we just talk about Epstein and fucking UFOs, the Vatican, yeah. the Vatican. See, they got raided like a month ago. The Vatican did? Yeah. No. By who? By who, by who Brody? By the officials. Yeah, by who? Um, let me pull it out real quick. But yeah, they got raided because of yeah, uh, illegal, well, they say it's an illegal purchase of an estate out in London. So they confiscated uh, computers, telephones, and all kinds of stuff, so they're gonna. I don't know well, whatever the happened since then. Watching shows the Pope doing this, and they're like, "Why would the Pope be making the symbol for the devil?" But this is "I love you" in sign language. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about so it? Uh, has really dumb shit like that, but then they also mentioned the the Vatican's telescopes and that they're named Lucifer, and why would they put them at the top of these mountains? So it has like some good information too, but then some really dumb shit. What about that story, yeah. like right before COVID hit? when uh there were when the the nfl saints were going to court so people won't see emails between them and the vatican because mm -hmm. remember they were the owner of the saints was using the nfl.com email to go back uh -huh. and forth to the vatican covering up fucking uh right. these these molestations in new orleans mm -hmm. with with the new and orleans saints the helping them that story and then on saints day on Saints Day on Twitter, the Pope tweeted uh, something for our very special saints today and good luck and good Godspeed or something weird. Oh, yeah. Like it sounded like – and then put the symbol of the football team, the uh, – The Saints logo. And, and he tagged the football team too, remember? At Saints. And tagged the football team. So it was apparently just a big accident, but then this actual scandal came out. Like what are the odds? Yeah, at Saints. Is that like when uh, uh, all the all the Cardinals were uh, were going to court for that pedophile ring, and I think that's when the that's when the Arizona Cardinals went to the Super Bowl. I'm not. Sure. I, Is I that the know. same type of? I, I don't know how far it goes, but it probably does go that far because they're trying to block every email. But they're trying to the reason they're trying to make it public because they use right. the at NFL fucking. Um, email service you know what i mean it the, that lady was in the owner the owner of the saints is some old like billionaire lady and she's uh she's actually donated like hundreds of millions of dollars to the to the vatican so she's insane. yeah they're they're yeah this is insane like why would you be emailing a private country across the ocean you know what i mean Exactly, and they said about other like top officials from the Vatican, they've either resigned or they've been fired. So it's like a whole, whole new uh, set of people now, you know. Cleaning house. Yeah. Shout out to this nineteen ninety one. During the coronavirus time, huh? Yeah, when everything's just 
focusing in on things like this, you know, people go more in depth. Yeah. Mikey over here Googling. Hell yeah. Try to find what happened. I was going to try. Yeah. What's up, Nephilim? Have you well, heard actually, from, what uh, I was have, have you heard from Person X lately? I have not actually heard from Person X. Um, you never saw his article, huh? You know what? I don't know if he ever did get a book. We got to get him to sign one. We yeah, I still have to get him. I hope, I hope he's doing well, though. Have you guys been quarantined? Or you guys been out and about still? I've been out and about. How about you, Mikey? I've been, um, <clears throat> I would, I would, I guess out and about. I mean, pretty much like normal, but nobody's out there, so I still feel quarantined. You guys are the only <laughs> ones I've Except when I went into the gas station and like everyone was trying to pay all at once, and the lady behind the register was like sniffling. I was like, oh, that was the only time I felt a little bit of uh, like, ew, this is gross. Because now we've been like retrained to think that way. But otherwise, no, I'm doing everything normal. That was a nice jam session that you had too over there at the shop. Oh, that was fun. I yeah. I can't. We can add some lyrics or sample it somehow when we get a little thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I heard a message. Yeah, this nineteen ninety one. He's listening on Mixler. He said, "What up, homies?" So shout out this nineteen ninety one. What is that? Well, I didn't see Franco's thing. I, I I didn't watch your story. I don't know if it's too late. Check it out. Check it out. We got Fat Chode right here. <laughs> oh, Mikey getting down. Nice. I don't know why I can't see it. I'm gonna get on Instagram and check it out. <laughs> oh, I can see it. Okay. You're right there. Still, still sounds good. That's Mikey getting down right there. So you guys don't know Mikey likes yeah, to so jam it'd be out. What is clam out? Add some. <laughs> I might get my clam out. <laughs> so were you? Were you gonna say Mikey? You're gonna get what? Uh, oh, lyrics. It'd be good if we could. Um, Whatever. If I could do something that's that was that one was a little bit much, but something a little more uh, with a little bit less in it, you know. You know um, what? Um, so I, I talked to Acro yesterday. You met Acro before, right, Mike? Yes, he's the okay. cool guy that has some native history, right? The Kachina. yeah, yeah. And he was talking about the, on the, the ant people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was like the fourth episode, I think, or it was pretty. That was a long time ago, right? Yeah. But I yeah. couldn't forget him. Out of people that I would forget, I did definitely didn't forget that because my memory from, sucks. He's from uh, 2019 so, BC, before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, so he's uh he's he's one of my students, but he's down to like go in and and uh with basically the jam session, do those loopers for that 404 machine that uh, that Nephilim was talking about. And uh -huh. then, uh, so if we have it, we can just bring it over and just really pop it off real, like real soon. That'd be awesome. Yeah, let's do it, bro. And then, and, then, and then let's get some performances going. Terry's already down to fucking come and drum, and that was a badass drummer. Terry is, if Terry starts playing, I'll improve how I'm playing. That dude's for real. He's a real dude, musician. I'm just kind of a hack, but he's like for real. <laughs> the real deal, Holyfield. 
So no, it'll be it'll be dope, man. Like he he's I consider him pretty skilled. So yeah, he could play he could do anything we want, I think. Um to give someone something on some vocals. So we could sample something, I could add some guitar. Um some guitar. Yeah, dude. Let's get let's get Acro in there though. I like his vibe too. How mature is yeah. he? You say he's one of your students, how old is he? Uh he's uh he's a senior. He's um but a nineteen? Okay, yeah, he's really well-spoken and, like, mature, huh? Yeah, very yeah. humble. Don't you have to be 65 and older to be a senior? Uh, a citizen, oh, not okay, a okay. student. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, no, but I think it's cool because, I, again, like, I, the reason why I bring stuff up like that is because, like, that's, like, work that the Rose Clip and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Cannabis Cactus are doing, right? Like, really giving back in those ways. Where even though it's a jam session, it allows, like, students to come in or people that even um, – now, he's not just, like, a Jerry's kid that people are just pulling out of a big kind of faceless. Right. He, he, he's had a relationship that's already built. So now, yeah. um, uh, like, he's been a, a guest on the show. And uh, he's putting in his time. He's put in effort. And this is that's how like more of these authentic, real like community-based programs should be built. Um, mm-hmm. But no, just it, like kudos to like just the work that we're all doing. That you know, and that's something that can be done on a lunch break, you know. And then next thing you know, like students are getting credit for that. So I, I think oh, yeah, that's... I like the way that sounds. And imagine being 16 or 15 and getting to come yeah. to a place with and hang out with people that are 30 years old but it not be you know in a bad way that's awesome business owners like hustlers like entrepreneurs like people that mm-hmm. that have um that, that what we need in the community right like those types of examples I like that too, you've been saying that for a while but you just made a really good point rather than pulling a name out of a hat and making it feel like you know you're just bringing in random people there's like a selection there's like a, a vetting process yeah and it's like anything else and you earn it that's really cool yeah and so and and, and um there's a comfortability there's a safety you know when we talk about safety and health and all that it's like again like you know this is it's already a community that's being built and um i think like safety for the for our children should be like the number one priority for um any sort of future and if this is a this is a, a youth that can go into a space and um you know the health of a business the health of just the individual themselves um i think stuff like that's really really dope and um it's organic and it's real natural and raw so i i just look at just different stuff like that um i like it i for some reason now have a heart for the fact that a lot of kids don't have opportunities. Like I thought, I thought I was poor because I couldn't play ice hockey growing up or some dumb shit like that. Now think about real kids that don't can't go out and play flag football. Their parents can't sign them up for those kinds of things. And then to give them a space to do something that's not sports, constructive. Yeah. That now we're serving. A, I think we're serving people a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, that's, I agree. Like, you're a champion for that. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not. I'm just like I said. Just I, I just talk about it, but like I, I make sure you know we have to reflect that in the work that we're that we're doing, right? The shoutouts that us collectively are doing, um, individually and and together, you know. Um, it's hard to see it, but when you keep talking about it, then all of a sudden it clicks in someone's head, just like your idea. Sometimes your ideas click in my head more than other days where you're talking. And I'm hearing you, but I don't like get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like 
today's like today where you said about the kids, um, it just clicks differently. I'm like, whoa, that's huge, dude. Yeah, and I think that that's part of like you know when when people um, call it like work, just basically have like relationships, whether it's working together, a business relationship, um, teacher to student, whatever it is. If somebody doesn't get it right in any sort of way, you have to learn how to. How is this person going to understand me without me getting a, a, upset or whatever? Like, I just mm -hmm. may not be saying it wrong. Um, and I think if we as people will just grow so much more if, if we kind of take that sort of uh, direction on listening and communicating. Because uh, many times me and James have been confused. And we've had us literally sit there a long time and um, – kind of navigate what what's direction like how do we actually explain this and once all that clarity comes out um you're really able to do amazing stuff like that and um and we were doing it on the sense of like here's how here, here's how a student can learn so much from a couple of stoners but it's like well, what you're doing that and you're following the kids through too because i didn't get that point at first like let's say somebody donates and you throw the kids in the gym at the school or one of the rooms at the school and say, here, go nuts, make movies, do whatever. Mm -hmm. The way you're actually following through with it, like you've handpicked Acro and said, he'd be good for this. And we could bring mm -hmm. him in under this little audio engineer program. He can start learning about yeah. whatever, yada, yada. It just seemed so much more real to me, like, and how serious you take it to follow the kids through. So yeah. listening is not my strong suit either, but that's what I'm practicing. So you're right for that. For everybody that you talk to, yeah, you know? and I I think if we, you really and and here's the other thing, right? If um you look at it in the sense of you the, the school can be a, a breeding ground to being like, yo, dude, this kid we taught him everything we need to know. We need to bring him into the space because here's what he was taught and he's still learning, um, and he could do like whatever work or or. I was just thinking other kids. Things like inventory, accounting, mm -hmm. things like this where you learn how to count first in, first out, last in, first out, whatever, different methods of things. Invoices. Imagine how much we have to offer, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and what, what what ends up happening too, so not, when you talk about like on a business standpoint, we're not going to need – we're not going to want to slow down our production, so we need to bring in somebody that's competent or whatever, at least that they know how to do it. And um, – and, um, but that's looking in that sense, you know, that may be important for whatever reason. Maybe it's a time frame or or whatever. Um, no, it, it's it's just it's just interesting. I mean, I I could talk about that all day, but um, but it's 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 what's healthy for both parties and everybody together, you know. Yeah, we're still like a little nice. seed. Yeah, it is. But I I feel mm -hmm. like we're still a seed that's like just sprouted. A lot of times I start thinking like this is a tree and I'm trying to figure out how to water the tree and where to trim the tree. But I'm like, dude, this is – we're still like a seed sprouting out. You know what I'm saying? Collectively. A garden. Yeah, got to branch out. Mm -hmm. And lay our own seeds. So much smaller than our, our whole growth. You know what I mean? Like maybe, mm -hmm. maybe we're bigger or smaller than we think we are. But either way, out of the total – tree that it can become or forest that it become we're still little saplings well and i think also what I, I kind of talked about this before but how like we've a lot of people when they're when they work in groups it's kind of like my way or the highway or you know it's bad relationships and you split off but when we look at it more as like all right cool you want to do this well cool i'm going to go this way but we're still going to work on shit together we're going to work on this right. together 
but you're gonna and, and if I need you over here, cool, and vice versa. So mm -hmm. we have all these little windows like that, and, and because we're um, that's how community should work, you know. It's like I'm not gonna hold you back, but no, I'm gonna focus. You're my still time. right though, or, and then you come back and you get back on the same page, or you meet and you get to talk yeah. again. But then sometimes we go out and we just do things, and you don't know how it's even gonna come back and meet, but it does. Because you're, everyone's giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, I guess, because you're right about working in groups. I mean, just think of in grade school how they make you do that because they know it's impossible. Like, you yeah. know. And then so if we're, saplings, we're, 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 we're making all these little saplings and little seating everywhere, right? We're kind of doing all – like spreading, right? And um, so when we're, we're laying down this really, really great foundation, um, and I, I think that's cool, you know. I do too, and not knowing what it's going to be tomorrow. Like that's why I realize when I hear ideas like this, this is something that can go decades into the future. This isn't like a make a quick buck or do a good deed. This is like these are things that have infrastructure and foundation behind them. And it's and a, you know, it's yeah, it's going to take a lot of patience. It's going to take a lot of understanding. And you know, the cool, the cool thing about that though is um because now we're 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 kind of like in control as in we're a community that's in control laying this foundation, right? Now what ends up happening is um, with us, ourselves, with our families especially, um, and with our communities, is that's how you, when you start to change the structure that way, you're really starting to build um, generational wealth, but also community wealth. And, um, and, and it's at this point that we're making all these changes that, that completely restructures our family trees. And uh, when you really start to have that sort of way of thinking, um, almost like this, this uh, Native American proverb that says, we are only um, borrowing this, this world from our grandchildren. And once you really start to um, view it as that way, you really start to understand that you're, you're um, how you want to better stuff. And that's why I think that's where people right now are, um, are questioning so much about capitalism because there's, it's built on money, but not, the people that need it and um and i think that that's one thing that's going on right now with the with the with the covid is it's it's bringing a lot of that to light that like um wealth wealth isn't in money and dollars right and um and and doesn't matter how much money you have if you're still stuck at home not doing anything or you can die they don't have a bed for you you know they don't have ventilation um so like what's all this money if you can't do shit with it um, the United States is the most sick nation in the world right now. And think about that. We're supposed to be a superpower, and we have the most sick, most cases of uh, COVID. So that just goes to show you how, how little money is actually worth. Rant over. <laughs> Health over wealth, boys. No, but that's true, bro. And then there's politicians that go the opposite way. They just want to get they want to get the machine flowing again. They don't care who's gonna die off of it. They, it's all percentage game. If yeah. they lose one percent of people, they don't give a fuck. They're glad. They just want to inject you with. They just want to inject you with the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. want to inject you Go with back the truth. Yeah, like, yeah. That, like that post. Uh, Franco posted about you know the kids going back to school and having to take that vaccination. Like take the vaccine. Would you take your kids? Everyone. Would you let your kids get that vaccination? No, sir. Can y'all hear me? Which vaccine? The COVID vaccine? Yeah, yeah the COVID yeah, yeah, vaccine. Yeah, we can hear you, Mike. Yeah, we can hear you, Mikey. I plugged in my headphones. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and it's like, and then the crazy thing about that is, um, th- there is actually, um, a patent. Well, so people might know this, but the 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 coronavirus was was a patent in the U.S. I think in 2010, mm-hmm. and at 2006. Yeah. Oh, well, it was patented or created. Patented. Okay, so the um, uh, saying it was in 2006, and then there's a um, in 2014, there was um, a UK company that patented um, a vaccine for it. So, um, and granted, the, the 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 it's a it's a family of viruses. I don't know what exactly it's the vaccine for any of that, but those are just some wild. Things I saw a video, but um, yeah, this, this could yeah, be a case yeah. of like population control, maybe getting up, killing off the weak. Mm-hmm, you know, I think that could be a possibility. Well, if they kill off the weak, and then all these people are staying home and fucking, and then you know, now we've got a, a fresh workforce in 20 years yeah. of people that are homeschooled. Yeah. Or, or before that, right? Everybody gets homeschooled, so they're done in fucking four years. Exactly. <laughs> and they, they want to go out and you know do whatever. So, um, could be that. Yeah, because I think that's a major part that of the government, you know, population control. Like maybe mm-hmm. things were getting out of hand where they thought, hey man, we're gonna be able to handle based on some type of statistic or something that they go off of. You know, who knows? No, we're pickled. Who knows how big the Earth? How many people the earth can mm-hmm. handle, or what? It's just gonna weed, yeah, weed itself out. According to the news, uh, COVID nineteen patient zero has been identified. Fifty seven year old seafood merchant at Wahoon's Hawana Market, <laughs> who the Wall Street Journal have identified as a woman named Wei Guaxian, first started to feel sick on December tenth. Thinking she was getting a cold, she walked into a small local clinic to get treatment. And then went back to work, potentially spreading virus to countless others. So patient zero supposedly supposedly has been identified as a Wahoon lady. But check this out. I want to give you guys a, a little Vic. Uh, Wuhan. Wuhan. That's Vic Alaka right there. Is that live right now? No, nah, it's on his video. Yeah, we can do the liquid battle, Mikey. No, we can jam though. Yeah. No, just uh, just uh, play the talent on Instagram. You know how you know about the thing right now? I could play the chords, yeah. Pretty dope, right? The bungee. Shout out to Vic Alaka, Las Calacas. Hell yeah. yeah. Make sure you check out their Cumbia Fusion music on Spotify and Almost everywhere you find your music. Yeah. It's Las Calacas. They get injured a lot. Hey, dude, so okay, he I did. I just figured it out. So, so, so I, wanna do that. I did ask Vic uh, what happened to him, how he broke his neck, and he was trying to break into the Crescent Ballroom, dude. <laughs> and he fell off the fucking thing climbing. So I guess he was up fucking high, bro. And the security guard told him to, to get down. He's like, so I just let go and I got down. He fucking landed on his head, bro, or some shit. He said he don't remember. Oh. He said he don't remember any of it. He's just going off what people told him. 
Yeah. When you say break in, like, do you think he was drunk, or why would he need to break in? I don't think there was yeah. any. I don't think they were they were sold out or some shit, and he was trying to get in, so he's climbing the fucking wall or some shit, dude. Spider Man. Yeah, and he ended up fucking with, it, with those boots. Hey, but look, climbing. That's the crazy. Boots? That's crazy, Lahaf. Somebody that broke his neck three months ago, motherfuckers out there running around now, fucking playing. <laughs> no neck. They brain. just did a show in New Mexico. <laughs> Hey, dude, with his brace on. Yeah. Well, hey, but then aside from that, uh, Francisco got in a motorcycle accident. So two of them. Yeah, Cisco got in a motor. He was all fucked up too. That's wild. Have you guys uh, ever checked out Dark Side of the Ring? He wasn't wearing a helmet. You ever watch Dark Side of the Ring? It's like a uh, wrestling stories and shit. They no, just... it sounds like a bad shit job though. Yeah, they just dropped the they just dropped volume uh, season two, bro, and they got the Chris Benoit episode. Watch that shit. That shit's on YouTube. It's a it's a two part on YouTube. Series. Dark side of the ring. Dark side of the ring. But they have a bunch of episodes, bro. It's just crazy wrestling stories, yeah. like real stories, because these motherfuckers are cocaine infused motherfuckers in that ring, dude. There's a fool. That oh got, yeah. So fool got killed, bro, in the backstage back in like the '80s. Fucking shanked one up. of the wrestlers just shanked him up because he started that that big dude was known to like whoop your ass for real, bro. If he hated you, and he ended up fucking whooping this yeah. ass for real in the ring. And when they got backstage, this fool just walked up to him, bro, and stabbed him. And that motherfucker ended up dying backstage. Dang. Yeah, but prison there's a, status. There's a lot of cool. Uh, that's a great uh, docu series, Dark Side of the Ring. I think it's brought to you by Vice. I think it's a Vice show. So. Oh shit. Pretty dope. So YouTube? Yeah, they have the new one on YouTube. So just type in Dark Side of the Ring and watch that Chris Benoit shit, dude. That fool uh, killed his whole... Yeah, that fool killed that. his entire family, dude. So he killed his wife and his kid, and then he hung himself. And it all he did it all within... He didn't do it right away, bro. It all took place three days, you know what I mean? So first he killed his wife, and then the next day he killed his son, and then the third day he killed himself. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Wild shit, bro. Is this Jose Aldo who says Is that did you say that was only on YouTube? Uh, it's probably on HBO or some shit, but I watched it on YouTube. Jose Aldo, UFC two fifty. We're talking about Jose Aldo, what happened? Triple C. Oh, I just it came up on Instagram. He says, Fuck, I only need a week of training to beat Sehudo. I'm more worried about making weight than fighting him. <laughs> I can be off camp on vacation, but if you put me in the octagon with him, I beat him with an eye closed. Damn. Do you think so? <laughs> but that's Sehudo reposted it, obviously. <laughs> oh, Sehudo reposted that? Bend the knee. Yeah, because I don't, I don't even follow Aldo. That's Sehudo's post. He reposted <laughs> If that fight even happens, bro, with this Wahoon shit. It doesn't seem like it is. It's not big name enough for Dana to, like, you know, take it underground. Take his concubines underground. Take it, take it to the Lionheart level. Exactly, yeah. bro. Where it's just like all, it's all limousines, all with their headlights on. Yeah. Dip your hands in glass. Yup, just do it blood, blood sports style, bro. Dip your hands in glass. Yeah, you're fucking ready to fight. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll do it like Hot Shots Part Deuce, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all fucking topping, like ice cream toppings, <laughs> <laughs> gummy bears, and M and M's and peanuts. Hey, hey, it's the it's the licorice rope tied around your your knuckles. <laughs> oh shit, as the as the tape. Yeah. What do you guys got planned this weekend? Any anything going down since everything's shut down? I heard even hiking trails were shut down because too many people are going out there. I don't know if that's true or not. I'll probably go on a little bike ride later. Like stay home. Bike rides are pretty safe. That's a good idea. There's no one around, dude. I rode my bike the other day. Only saw a couple crackheads. Not easy to stay six feet away from anybody on a bike. It is. Yeah. And now you, you just you pedal just faster. Zoom, yeah, you zoom by them. Be like, peace out, cocksucker. So long, gay boys. Yeah. You don't yeah. catch us. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm just going to... Clean up a little in here. Set up the garage so I can watch movies on this bitch. And uh, just keep it, try to keep it uh, outbreak free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm probably going to check two quarries again. So, so what's the name of it? Oh, is that, that Netflix? You said Plex, right? Uh, My Truth. My Truth. YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube Oh, Go now? YouTube. What, what's yeah, my it wasn't on Plex. That was one of the things I was gonna say. So I was Sold. incorrect about Plex. It was actually on YouTube. It's called uh, My Truth. I think the tale of two Corys. And they got the whole thing out there. So do they? Do they? Yeah, name, on YouTube. Do they name drop on it? He yeah. does. What's it called again? The Truth. My my, my truth. truth. My Truth. Tale of two Corys. Yep. Oh, it's on here, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Solar. So is it is it uh do you believe it? Is it believable? I still think that, that they were molested and stuff a hundred percent. Yep. Is it a hard watch? Is it cringy? No, not at all. Cause it's weird because like it's I mean it's hard it's hard, you know, it's a hard topic, obviously. It is. Like in the sense of I, I I was only thinking of how he uh, is portraying it still like in a movie aspect where he's being being very emotional in the sense of like where he's wearing full makeup and stuff, but he knows he's going to be crying. You know what I mean? This is Corey uh, Feldman. Feldman. So for those so uh, for those who don't know, uh, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, who were in Lost Boys and like License to Drive, um, Corey Haim died in 2010. And Feldman's still alive. I think he's like 50, right? Or around there. Um, and it is. And Corey Feldman, if you're familiar with him, he, he, he can be really cringy. He can be really, like, just kind of out there. Um, like and Zahudo? that's kind of what. Huh? Um, more creepy. <laughs> like, like, Feldman's more like a creepy style. Um, uh, and. Uh, I was expecting that, like I was expecting kind of just like like a like a like theatrics, and um, the way he did it was he basically said like, "This is this is what happened to me." Like he's like, I- "I'm going out there and changing the laws to to uh, stretch out the the statute of limitation for these cases that happened in the 80s and the 90s, so to bring um, these people to justice." And he's he he was basically talking about how he's how he worked with legislation to change that in California. And uh, what he's done, right, for for um, his abusers, um, before the victims, right, and he, he like he made this whole promise to Corey Haim, who died, and they got into it about um, it was actually Charlie Sheen. That's pretty well known, but 
I guess it was Charlie, well, allegedly it's Charlie Sheen that raped uh, Corey Haim. And um, what the theory is, it's on, it was on the set of Lucas, because they didn't say it, right? They didn't say the movie? He did. Oh, they and did? And he goes okay. into detail, and he says he bends them over, and then just starts pumping them in between the two trailers. Yeah. But yeah, right on the on the so on the set. So he's like twelve years old or whatever, and then he was like, "This is what we all like," and he's basically saying like, "This is what we all this do." Is normal. Um, yeah, kind of like like uh, Corey Haim kind of had that sort of attitude afterwards. Um, like he would just check off in front of people and stuff, and then uh, like at parties. And then um Corey Hainwood. Corey Hainwood, yeah. And uh um the other shit would happen, but it was also kinda like his mom was in denial about it. And it was almost like a blame game between Feldman and his mom. But I think a lot of it comes down to like if it's the one person you're supposed to protect and you failed to do that, obviously you'll try and um say that, that he wasn't harmed, you know? And um that's what I that's what I think. Um, and not that she knew about it, but like there was nothing she could have done or, or whatever it was. But what was interesting, um, was the way Feldman kind of wrapped it up. He's like, this was what I'm doing to bring my, to bring, this may be publicized, but he's basically like pushing victims to like, you have to come forward and you have to, um, uh, bring your truth out there because here's what happened to me. And here's how I'm doing it. So he's really sharing his story because he was in the spotlight. And um, in, in kind of like that sort of way, he, he's keeping his promise to Corey Haim. And um, I think the way it was wrapped up was, was – it, it was nicely done. It was a little cheesy part of it. But like I said, there's some theatrics, like drama and stuff. But mm-hmm. that, was the, that was the gist of it. And if you kind of go in with it with that sort of lens – of what he's just what he's doing for himself and just bringing a, awareness to it, um, I, I think it, it makes it you, you understand where he's coming from. I could see too that if he just goes in and like sits down and like the producers would be like, can you give us like a little bit more, you know, yeah, yeah. so that people can watch it, you know, because he could probably just go in and be like, blah 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 blah, blah you know. Mm-hmm. But he probably best yeah. friend, blah blah blah, let's go. Yeah, and they're like, okay, we got to make this a little more interesting. Or maybe he just, you know, there's got to be some theatrics to it. Is it dramatized? I'm surprised that Charlie Sheen was making Is it dramatized? (laughs) Uh, No, Is there there actors, like, playing the fucking, the documentary? No. (laughs) Charlie Sheen (laughs) playing himself? (laughs) What were you surprised, what were you surprised about? You get me? Hey, um, they dropped Charlie. Oh, my favorite part was that. Was it dramatized? (laughs) 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 One thing I made a mistake on in the last, uh, uh, the last episode too is I, when I was trying to describe the boys' club, what I failed to relay as far as important parts of that information is that it was a birthday club. So, what are we talking about? Hollywood children. Okay. Uh, from the two Corys, the documentary okay. last, and and when I was speaking last time uh, on air, and I was talking about it, the the information I failed to um, you know give to the audience, the listeners that haven't seen it, uh, the clubs that I was speaking about that uh, when he was saying it was natural, like this is what we do, like jacking off in front of people and stuff like right. that. 
and I was telling you, he's so all these kids from Hollywood would be invited to these birthday parties, and they were thrown by these like producers and elitists in Hollywood. Okay. So it was like, yo, have you ever been invited to one of the birthday parties? And that's what you would strive to in in like these young actors in Hollywood. It was like to be in the. You want to be in that group because that's the yeah. top casting group. These are the guys that yeah. are the executive producers, right? Yeah. And and that's where they were getting molested and like all these things were happening. They were getting groomed there too. Yeah, yeah groomed. That's grooming so much them. more so, believable, isn't it? So that's that's so can, believable. They're creating a culture, right, by grooming these fuckers into thinking that's normal, a barber shop, and then they just keep them in that circle, and it just becomes a yeah. a revolving door where where this was jacking off in front of everybody, this other dude's fucking whoever the and, fuck and he wants. And they care them, dude. So, so think about it. They what? And there's alcohol. They probably just add a couple things to the mix, like swimming pool and alcohol. And, so and pills. Math. Mikey. And pills. Pills. And the thing, like, with one of, so the one, one of the guys who, who kind of started it or kind of like the, the epicenter of it, not the epicenter, but who started on, on, uh, with the, with Corey Hain was, um, he was, uh, a producer's son, right? He was a producer's son. And the 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 dads would oh, get go you know do whatever they're doing, um, barbecue, and then the boys would go and play. The, so the one boy, um, he's the one who would, like get naked in front of Corey Feldman, or I'm sorry, Corey Haim, and and he, Corey Haim was like, whoa, what are you doing? And he's like, no, this is normal. This is this is what all boy, whatever. And so, but it turned out that 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 um, that boy wasn't really uh, the producer's son. It was his boyfriend. So, oh, that's a twin. Yeah. And he was plugging the little boys and dating the producers and stuff too. So he moved out of Hollywood right wow. next door to the Corey to one of the Corys. Oh, and then he just like lured okay. more kids. I mean, this all is hundred percent true, right? Oh, it's a trip, dude. That's why a lot of it leads to you believing that these kids were highly there's a high probability that they're molested and that these producers that's what they do you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. like they familiarize themselves with these kids they get them really he said they never just openly tried to like do anything he first groomed them for like a year plus and then you know let them sleep in his bed feel let them feel comfortable put his hand on his thigh and uh -huh. then you know got him drunk and all of that and then you know like took advantage of them that way so it was time yeah it wasn't an abrupt yeah. thing Okay. No, like just didn't force it on them. Just kind of slowly brought on some like fucking long played out fucking just fucking he courted them. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Damn, it's crazy. It's a, it's a it's a interesting and like I said, like all that's very you call it dramatics or whatever it is. Um, so like it's there. So the way, but all that really has to be explained. Um. And again, it, it's showing. So, like, so again, we're talking about his dad. Um, obviously, his dad didn't plan it. They both got, they both got tricked. Um, so then, uh, I think that's where a lot of. Uh, so Feldman was talking about how Corey Haim's mom was like a second mother, mother to him. And when everything happened, um, she was just calling him a liar, drug, drug, um, drug addict, this and that. He's crazy, and. Um, that, that, that's a really interesting thing because if you think about how she's trying to protect herself 
and and be in denial about it. And um, that's that's at least what I think. What, what was your conclusion on that? I think the same. I think she was also uh, paid to. Uh, you think that? I think she was paid like compensated. Well, because. The people that were molesting these kids are very wealthy, very high, you know, like publicly, like they have a lot of big public ties, I'm sure. So like for them to just try to pay these people off because, you know, uh, Charlie Sheen sued uh, Feldman for uh, saying that it was him. Slander. Slander uh, for the he, – he, he tried to uh, sue him for slander. And then the mom – she uh there's emails of her saying like the producer was a slime ball i don't know his name that's the one thing you have to watch it to get the name drops cuz they they reveal like 3 to 4 people not household names just, yeah, just she that's what i mean like you you wouldn't know these people but once you know who they are in hollywood you're like whoa fuck there's some like rich fucking people you know would it be the same kind of people that like a Dan Schneider knows or works for on that Nickelodeon? Maybe. Uh, well, they're like groomers, so these people are kind of like the they're like the talent scouts for big these wigs. big companies. So, like, I guess it's kind of like their perk of the job is like, yeah, you bring in these people, and then we kind you get to groom them. So, like, hmm. you know, it's like you serve them up, and you we pay you for it. So they're. Right, that was that was the way I assumed that. There, it was a lot. It was a lot of involved because yeah. basically it's like it's not the it's um. They said it's not Hollywood that that's the pedophile rings. They said it's the agents, it's the scouts, it's the coaches. And those are the ones that are the that are the the molesters or whatever. Well, what they Hollywood. blamed on Hollywood is Hollywood doesn't put any uh safety nets in place for these kids to not be molested. Yeah. Right, because so, if you're a molester, you go after one of these jobs, right? What do you do? You go to where you can be around a group of kids all day, right? And not have a background check at all, dude. Right. So, so because um, Neff ne did, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to say it, but that is the other thing too, is that um, his mom, because a lot of people are saying that she was getting paid, or you know, like hush money. Yeah. Remember I was saying yeah. that. And, yeah. and I and I think it was kind of like that, but I think she was groomed as well, right? Like she's yeah. a single mom. Yeah. So she would use, you know, you give her a new home, you give her the money, and and she would just either be in denial. I would think just in denial about it, in hardcore denial, because um, I, it's it's. Well, especially because for her, it was easy to push under the rug because your son yeah. looks safe. There's no bruising. There's none yeah. of the obvious signs of trauma, violence, or anything that would make you go to the police, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially at a time where you know she might have just been like, "Oh, he's on, he's gay," and you know, right. like, he's just a promiscuous gay boy. That's his decision, but not understanding how he was groomed. And she probably got used to the lifestyle. You got to think how quickly that changes. You know what I mean? Like from him getting, because they're super popular. You know, if you guys weren't around like heavy in the 80s, these two kids, if you watch the documentary, they explain how they were up there with hanging out with Michael Jackson and like, you know, top people from the 80s. So you have to think how hard that was, you know, like social media. Yeah, these kids were known around the world, and they were on these magazines, and that, like, was the social media back then was just magazines and these movies. And so, you know, it's like these kids were 
were uh, way ahead of their time. Like they were like young adults, you know, and they were like living the life. And then uh, secretly they were just, you know, unfortunately the lifestyle that it came with was, you know, very uh, – It's crazy. Uh, yeah. It's a good it's a good watch, and that's why I said I, I meant it, no disrespect in the sense of anybody that's been traumatized through any type of like um, like rape or or any kind of uh, sexual like uh, trauma. But the one thing is he he has this long ass hair. <laughs> he has this long ass fucking hair that he's growing out. Corey Feldman is growing it out for Corey Haim, and he goes to his grave and he like cuts it, and it's all fucking. Yeah. It's so. It's cheesy. It's funny, dude. So yeah. I was like, look, leave it He's like, I can let you go now. Yeah. This is for you. It's like my work here is done. Yeah, yeah. It was so fucking cool. It's weird how what you said about how it's probably true that even at their age, you wouldn't say anything because you think maybe this is the price of getting to be the coolest kid in the world, you know, to get to do all this. They, they all did it. There's a lot you know, of that. That's yeah. crazy, bro. So you see how well protected these pedophiles are, because yeah. you realize how much influence, you know, you're you're able to lay give these kids the world, basically, you know. Check this out. Just as, cause like I said, they interview a lot of people. So do you guys remember the Bad News Bears movie, the original one? It's like the soccer movie. The baseball. Is that one. with the baseball Rodney movie? Dangerfield? I, no, it's the baseball movie. It's, it's the baseball movie about these kids that are all like troubled kids, and they're like the worst uh, oh, baseball okay. team. They're kind of like the scrubs of the league, you know what I mean? And it's like okay. troubled, all that, and and they. Uh, it's 1976. 1976. This movie came out, so I believe Corey. Uh, so hard drinking ex minor league hopeful Morris Buttermilk. That's the coach. That's <laughs> Morris Buttermilk. <laughs> <laughs> Mo cheeks. That's Walter Matthau. So what? Mo <laughs> oh, the, the real trouble kid in that, I forgot what what his name was, but he ended up being uh Freddy Krueger in the remakes, the ones that just came out like. Rorschach. He was from the Watchmen. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Watchmen Rorschach. So I believe if you look up the cast, uh, so watch, check it out. Um, I'm just looking real quick through them. But uh oh, David Pollock was that the guy? That name looked familiar. That check name. it out. Yeah, so David Pollock was one of the kids that grew up with Corey uh, Feldman, and then uh, give me a second. Uh, there's a couple other kids that were in the movie, and um, it looks like you're jacking me off on the camera. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, anyways, these two other kids. <laughs> 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 He's all... <laughs> uh, but yeah, these these other kids they give like statements, and one of the guys he was a young kid that was on one of the Feldman movies, and uh, I just can't remember his name, and they didn't have it on the movie, so I'll, I'll think about it and I'll I'll get it for next week. But uh, this guy goes. You know, it's very hard for me because I never got into Hollywood. He's like, I never fit in. Like, I never crossed that threshold because my parents wouldn't allow me to go to these things and stuff like that. Smart parents. And then, yeah, exactly. So he goes, I, he jacked off in front of me. He was telling all these stories about it. And he goes, they go, would you ever let your kid go into Hollywood? And this dude got very serious. And he took like a good minute of just thinking and he just looks at the camera and he goes, 
fuck no. Like that. And he was a child actor. He never got like molested or anything, but he knew that these people were being touched and he was... That black guy? Yeah. No, he did. He got molested too? See, I so, missed that part. So because at the end, remember what happened, what they say at the end, what happens to him? No, see, I so missed that. And then here's what's crazy is like when this movie, and we're, I mean, we're giving spoilers or whatever. But yeah, you guys got to watch it. It's man. not detrimental to the, to the, what you're No, it's okay. It's not some Tiger King shit. That's yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, don't spoiler Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like two people that after they shot everything, um, killed themselves uh, from from um, after they shot everything like, they shot themselves yeah like after they made the movie and there was an editing process when it was in post production um, they uh, basically they were alcohol that's they're saying they were alcoholics or they relapsed or they lost their battle to uh, whatever it was but that, that was one of the, him and the other uh, I think it was that Polak he dude. killed himself Yes, they said it was suicide, and then you kind of got to think, was it suicide or? Or did he just tell uh, some some truths that you know he bro- shouldn't have said? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it, it's a it's a it's a real trip of a movie. So, oh shit. What's, what's oh. the name of the movie again, so people can watch it? Uh, my my truth. Uh, the tale. Oh no, the the rape of two Corys. My truth. Oh, the okay. rape of two Corys. Yeah, yeah the that's rape a strong of two name. Corys. Yeah, I know. Coming out strong. Yeah. Yeah, I was like the tale of two Corys. I don't think because there's another, like a made-for-TV movie. I think that's called Tale of Two Corys, but this one's um the rape of two Corys. So I was like, damn. <laughs> he went all out, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm watching that shit tonight. Hopefully oh, the nightmares. proof about the mom, real quick. The proof about the mom uh, believing that and knowing that her son was raped is that she was sending emails, uh, like Franco was saying that uh, the um, Feldman treated uh, her like um, like a mom too, and they would have correspondence. And he took screenshots of the email, and she's like, "Yeah, that creep came around again," and she's talking about the producer and like. All this stuff, like, what does he want? And so she knew, you know, that that this guy was shady and all that stuff. And you know, she flipped and and they made her come out and say like none of it was true, you know. So I think it was she was just paid off, like he said. He's like, yeah, they they, you know, she just followed suit and just shut it, you know, shut it down. So it's, it's like a trip. It's like R. Kelly. He's running this. He was running the same type of pyramid scheme with the. With the young girls, he'd send people out on this on the at his concerts to bring the girls backstage, and they all had to be under a certain age, you know, or look under a certain age. And yeah, that's why he got his marbles off. That's crazy. Hey, and he would come out into the crowd and be like, "Yo, you want to meet R. Kelly?" Exactly. Remember, yeah. he went on live TV and and he was crying and he was saying like, it, "It's not." not true like it wasn't me well dude i got concerts to his tickets right before i moved out of uh dallas and you got concerts to the tickets i went to r kelly show bro and he starts everyone's cheering for him and then he's like fuck y'all i'm talking to my real fans he's got girls like ringside girls holding signs that say 21 just marching around the stage the entire concert like these two girls and then he's like girl i want to fuck you I said, I said, 
fuck you tonight. And he does all this improvisation like for 30 minutes at a time. He goes into these little things and he waits until only his like hardest core people are cheering. And then he's like, those are my fans. Those are my people. Blah, blah, blah. And then he goes off. But he tells everyone else, like, you're not my real fans. Go like, fuck yourself. That's crazy, dude. He's like, if you yeah. believe anything you heard on TV, you're not my real fans. And he just waits until there's only the people left screaming. And then he just keeps on serenading them and, like, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to grab that and spread it. Like, he's crazy, dude. In, in person, he's very charismatic, but also just as creepy as all these allegations, you know. Yeah, he's waiting. They say he's like he's away trial right now. What? Yeah. They Man. say he's like Sling Blade. Sling Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. yeah little, that he's a like a system kid. of a down. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> that boy ain't right. <laughs> that boy ain't right. He ain't right. That boy. Yeah, he's trying to no. get out of. He's trying to get um, home arrest because of the coronavirus. Because he's awaiting trial right now. He's in jail. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. Well, he's trying to get home arrest. Well, boys, this was a good time. I'm gonna let you guys get about your weekend. Any last words before we close out this show, Miguelin? Um, just have a good weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. Salud. Monday. Monday. On Monday, Lundy. <laughs> Howard. Howard, you gotta stay quarantined, Howard. <laughs> Franco, any last words with your little rascal's hat? <laughs> little rascal. Paper boy. You rascal. <laughs> you rascal. You uh, rascal, you. <laughs> Just pra practice common sense. You know, don't live in fear out there right now. You know, it's a crazy time, but, you know, wash your hands. Give people their space. Don't be all in it, you know, and uh, let's respect each other, respect the space that we're in, and. Uh, we're all going to get through this together, you know. It's crazy that I don't get to smoke a blunt with you guys. <laughs> no, nah, but, um, no, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just uh, uh, at these times, too, you know who who's going to come through for you and uh, who's checking in, just saying what's up. That's it right there. A friend indeed. It's a sausage. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought it was a blunt the whole time. Me, too. I, I, it was convincing to me. <laughs> oh, shit. You didn't know it was sausage? No, I thought it was a I dude. I was like, this fool's holding up a sausage. It still, like, it still looks like it. Yeah, it looks like, like it had ashes and everything. Yeah. That was a good one. No, yeah, so. We will get through this together. I like that. That's important right there. Psych. Any closing truth? Uh, shout out to everybody uh, listening. Shout out to the, you know, uh, everybody still, like, you know, maintaining. Um, but, yeah, like, pretty much, I mean, everyone just needs to chill the fuck out. You know yeah, what I'm hi. saying? It's gotta yeah, pretty much. So. Ooh, what up, H. dude? Brody, any Joe last closing I... words before we end this beautiful podcast? Um, yeah, just shout out all the listeners and yeah, just be patient out there, man. Um, practice your patience at this time, you know. Stay home, quarantine, and let this all pass, and let's get back to normal business. Hopefully, sooner than later. Yeah, we gotta get back to normal business. We gotta stop this quarantine and flick the bean. There's only enough bean we can flick. <laughs> Not enough bean to go around. Exactly. Uh, no, shout out to you guys, man. Thank you guys for joining this uh, quarantine podcast. You know, from a remote location. I can't mention where you guys are at. This is more secretive than Ben Laden's cave. 
And uh, shout out to Proli <laughs> for driving out here. You know what I'm saying? Quarantining with me. Uh, this this uh, Galaxy Milk was Sweet amazing. Milk. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably to go make me another dose of it because we got to stay high during these these times. And yeah, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to High Creations. Make sure to keep supporting local business. And, uh, you know, we're going to get through this together, like Franco said. If not, they can all go fuck themselves. Wash your hands. Don't touch your That's face, right. you know. Peace out, fellas. One love. Hey. Thank. 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 Bye-bye. <laughs>